Hello and welcome back to Justice for the Roads Boys, episode number three. So we are going to um, dive in on this episode into the legal findings that we have found online through um, searches through the court systems in Alaska and also Oklahoma. Those are the two states that I know that she's lived in. Um, I believe she might have lived in Colorado for a minute, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I know the children did for sure. Okay, so let's just jump right in. The first thing we have is Alaska courts, and there's quite the list. <laughs> we are currently under her maiden name, and there is a minor offense listed here, um, and it's a curfew violation, so not, you know, not too big of a deal, um, not at all. It's just that, um, however, um, okay, no, the fine was paid. There was a fine. And then there is a domestic violence pre-conversion. Um, she was the petitioner and this was in 87 and it was closed, but let's see what it says here. Doesn't really say anything. Um, when you go in there, the other than it was dismissed in 20. Uh, 2003 so yeah it was just dismissed and there it doesn't really say anything else so um, then there was another domestic violence no children she was also the petitioner um, and trying to see that was against a female um, So, let's see. The long-term order was denied. It was, <clears throat> she was trying to get a protective order against this woman um, for domestic violence. I don't understand that. But anyways, it was denied. And you'll notice over the history of this that there was a lot of protective orders that she has filed that have been denied. So, there's another domestic violence, no children and it was against another lady and it was for a protective order due to domestic violence and it was also um, denied mainly because um, she the petitioner did not show up to court so that was kind of a default thing she didn't show up but why file it if you're not going to show right so then another domestic violence no children against okay this one was against her um, from a lady, uh, she tried to get one on her and it was denied. And it was one of the ladies that she had tried getting one on. So I'm thinking maybe they were just kind of going back and forth. Then there was a civil protective order against her from an, a lady. And let's see. The petition was granted, then the case was closed. Because um, there was a motion to modify to disclose it. Um, and then they denied the motion. <coughs> um, so that's another protective order. But so that there was a lady trying to get one on her, so that one she didn't file herself. Um, then there's one from a man. Uh, trying to get it on her and this was in 2012 
Um, so they filed for this and it was denied. It seems like a theme with protective orders is they generally are denied with her. Um, then there's a small claims um, for less than 2500 It was dismissed by the plaintiff, which was federal a federal credit union. So I don't know what happened with that. I don't know um, if she took care of it or how. I don't know. But it was dismissed. So then there was a domestic relations. And that one was her against um, a man. And I believe this man may have been the her first son's father. Um, there was a petition for establishment of paternity. So yes, this was for the father. Um... or who she thought was the father. Anyways, it was dismissed for lack of service. They couldn't find him, I guess, to serve him the paperwork. And somebody had to pay 150 bucks. All right, so let's go back. And there's another small claims. And it's an Alaska financial service of some sort. Less than 2500 um, it was not deliverable as addressed. So then, uh, they issued a process server and it was unserved. And then let's see. She had, it says it, that she had moved and left no address. Notice an order of dismissal because of insufficient address. So they weren't able to, um, sue her because they couldn't find her I guess so let's go back and then there's a dissolution without children um, this was her against her second husband Mashburn where they divorced so simple it's just a divorce no biggie and then there's a divorce or custody with children. And who is this? Oh. Motion to file case of custody. Was it was it a divorce or not a divorce? This may have just been a custody order. Yeah, action it says custody. So I don't think she was ever married to this man, but this was the father of her first child, Remington. Um, so they did child support, it looks like, um, motion to finalize case with custody, um, she wanted to go back to her maiden name, which is odd, she didn't do that with her fourth husband. Um, she appeared by telephone or she had asked to yeah they granted it so she was able to do telephone so they did the child support order and gave out custody so that was just a custody case no big deal not really I guess 
So then let's look her up by her current name and see if there's anything for Alaska under her current name. There is. There is a civil protective order um, against Mr. Rhodes, her fourth husband. Um, long-term petition withdrawn at long-term stage. Case closed. So it started on the 2nd and the case was closed on the 13th. So nothing happened with it. <clears throat> they had a hearing, but nothing really happened with that. It was closed shortly after, days after. Then there was a divorce or custody with children. And this is against Mr. Rhodes. So um, they, this is where they got divorced. Um, they had to do a, uh, an investigator to assist in preparation of a parenting plan. Preparation. I think they spelled that wrong. Um, unopposed motion for divorce to dissolution on 10-15 of 15. Then for whatever reason... Okay, let's go through this. Okay, because this is going to explain a lot about how their divorce happened, um, which is pertinent because this guy is the father to the two children because he had adopted the one. So this was filed on 10-6 of 15. And um, it says that it was an unproposed motion for a divorce of dissolution. The filing party was the, the female in the relationship. Um, on the 25th of October, they granted that motion, unopposed motion for divorce of dissolution. Then on 11-6, they changed the type case, or changed the case type to petition for dissolution with children, because I guess they had done it without for some reason. Um, so they filed the wrong one. Even though it says complaint for divorce with children at the top. So I don't understand that. So, um, then on 11-10, they had the child custody investigator to insist in preparation of parenting plan. 12-9, unopposed motion for extension of time. So they extended it for some reason. Then on 12-18, they uh, submitted a motion withdraw, unopposed motion for extension of time. Then on 12-18, they did a motion to change to divorce spousal support. I guess she wanted spousal support in the case. So we're just lingering this crap out. Um, on 1-7, they did another motion, or they granted uh, motion number three for motion to change divorce or spousal support. Um... So then on 3-3, she files a unopposed motion to expedite the divorce case. So then on 3-7, they granted the divorce. Finally, on 3-7, they did the custody judgment. Divorce granted after contested um, hearing. Um, then... It says that the father 
received 51% custody and the mother received 49% custody. And then they did a final parenting agreement and order. Um, they did agreement for custody and visitation with proposed order. Then they did the child support guidelines. So she got child support on him then, I guess. Um, somehow, I don't know why, with it being 51 to him. Um, then in 16, there was a custody change. to 51.49 to father so he got the majority of it um motion for enforcement in 2017 child custody jurisdiction affidavit in 2017 so i'm guessing something was going on with moving it uh motion to modify custody support or visitation by the mother in 2017 and then she asked for it to be expedited and to be able to appear by phone, which is a very common thing with her. She doesn't like to go to court unless she has to. Um, and then that was that. Um, the Oh, and then in 5-7-17, the custody support visitation modification was denied. So she didn't get that. All right, so that's that on that for now. And then we'll go back, and there's another small claims. And it's from a fast cash place in Alaska, less than 2500 And let's see. That a judge change? that's interesting that's that's happened more than once um they weren't able to serve her um so then they they couldn't go anywhere it it was denied because they couldn't serve her so she's very good at not being served it seems like and then it shows there's a minor offense I don't know what this is about, though. Um, let's see. It may not show it with her being a minor. Because I think it means that she was a minor. Oh, speeding. It's, yeah, no biggie. 10 to 19 miles per hour over. So it was a non-criminal case. Alright, so that's all for Alaska. And then you go in to Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, we have an eviction another eviction and i believe they sued her uh yeah they sued her for two thousand dollars for damages to the home we'll get into the damages to the home in another episode um and then there is um a protective order against her fifth child's father we haven't even discussed him yet they never married thank god um but that will be discussed soon and then we have one, two, three, four protective orders filed in Comanche County, Oklahoma, against um, 
Mr. Rhodes's new wife and they were all denied every single one of them um and then we have state of Oklahoma versus the mother and she was found uh well she pled guilty but um she was found guilty for unlawful possession of controlled drug with intent to distribute we will give more details on that later um we have a lot more details and then we go to Muskogee County. Um, there's a child support case there. Um, two of them. Because uh, two of her children's cases are in that county. And then there is... What is this? Failure to properly wear a seatbelt. That's... Yeah, whatever. A lot of people don't wear a seatbelt. No big deal. Um, no insurance tickets. Um, paternity. Father went for emergency custody. Um, unauthorized use of a credit card. And there was a bench warrant issued 22820 uh, for failure to appear to court. That is still outstanding. And. And the last one in that county is um, embezzlement, which is a misdemeanor, false reporting of a crime, which is a misdemeanor. And there was a bench warrant issued for failure to appear Friday, January 10th of 2020. And this isn't the first time she jumped that bond because there's two times she's bonded out. The first time she bonded out for $2,500, I believe. And the second time it was $5,000. So, yeah. Boy, oh boy. Um, so, she does have outstanding warrants. Um, then there was, in Stevens County, I tried to get a protective order on her. But, they wouldn't let me because of the statute. I filed it wrong, worded it wrong, and it didn't work out. And then, there's another one in another county, in Wagner County with a man one of her exes and i i feel like she was married to this guy but i can't i can't prove it yet yet uh there was an emergency protective order issued and served and then whenever they had um the hearing it was approved um the order was issued september 25th of 2017 and then it was dismissed um a year later so, um, she had a protective order on her from an ex-man uh, of hers. So, that is a wrap on the criminal history part. So, in episode four, we are going to um, go into what happened during her pregnancy um, with her second child and go into her the demise of her last marriage and into what ultimately landed these children in foster care for the first time so um thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes and also as usual check out our other social media channels youtube instagram and also um the blog Sorry, lost my train of thought. All right. Thank you for watching or listening and we will catch you next time.